Untitled Beatles podcast. I did. Oh, yeah. I was. I, <laughs> welcome to yeah. the Untitled Beatles podcast. I'm Tony Mendoza. And I'm TJ Shanoff taking a sip of uh, Trader Joe's Pinot Grigio on a summer afternoon here in Chicago. How many fabs would you give that Pinot Grigio? Uh, I would give this Pinot five fabs for price and five fabs for taste because it's cheap and goes down real easy. So five fabs for Trader Joe's boxed wine. I love it. There you go. There's a, there's an endorsement for you, Heinz Beans. <laughs> that was uh, remember when Ringo was talking about the, the when they went to India and he brought two giant things of Heinz baked the beans. suitcases of the yeah. the. Yeah, because he couldn't eat anything. Ringo just turned 80. He was sick his entire childhood. And that's why he brought beans to see the Maharishi. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, everything's good here in L.A. I haven't had a haircut in four months. And I, my my mullet is about uh, Paul McCartney anthology length. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to record this sitting by a fireplace or on a boat? Yeah, I'm going to rhapsodize behind a, a boat. It, it's amazing that anthology, which we we have to get into one of these days. Yeah, we'll do one of those. Um, uh, Paul McCartney, half of it is shot seemingly on the Hope of Deliverance video set, where there's like <laughs> st- sticks of fire burning. Like what? Yeah. When was this thing done? And you know what I love about that? And we will save this for the anthology show. I love that the guy from Squeeze uh, did all the uh, interviewing for it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, Jules Holland, the main guy from Squeeze, was kind of a fun rock history thing. Jules with two O's. Yeah. One of my favorite names. Not Jules like the way people from Chicago say they're going to go grocery shopping. Are you shopping? I'm going to go to the Jules. I used to work with this woman named Lorraine in a warehouse, and she used to call the Jules the Jeers. <laughs> Are you sure it was not referring to the longtime Chicago grocery train Jeers? Uh, Are you doing a bit? Because I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, TV Guide used to have a page called Cheers and Jeers that I remember very well. Of course, I remember that. Yeah, just past the table of contents. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, other than TV Guide and Jewel, because uh, last week we started with Supermarket chatter <laughs> um we're gonna talk about uh, beatles stereo and mono the differences the favorites we have one of my favorite beatles topics actually i'm thrilled we're doing this because there are so many variations in the beatles catalog between mono and stereo and that's not even getting into i do have one from the american albums which some of those variations were different too but there's so many variations of beatles songs that because the catalog was standardized on CD in the 80s, people have forgotten about, and it's cool to revisit those. Totally, totally. Yeah, they, uh, they, I, I bought the box set. I had a good week, like in probably around 2013 or 14 or somewhere, and I finally like plopped down the cash to get that the mono box set on vinyl. And uh, yeah, I gave those a spin this week. I did some AB with some stereo, and uh, I mean, We'll point out some little differences here. We won't get them all, I imagine, because that would be like three hours. Yeah, there'll be a ton. There, there's a ton. <laughs> I've got three lists of things I want to get to, things I'd like to get to, and things I'm not going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> for, for real. Um, but basically, like as far as how I know things went down, was that the Beatles preferred the mono mixes. They were in attendance at the sessions for the mono mixes. And then the stereo mixes were basically done by George Martin and whomever was around for each album uh, with little input from the Beatles on those. Yet when things got 
uh, standardized for for CD. I think for the most part, they mostly took those stereo mixes, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's and that, I love that you brought that up because that was a jumping off point I was about to bring up. It was so uh, uh, amazing in that. Uh, those, when the CDs were reissued in 87 and they did them four CDs at a time for up uh, Sergeant Pepper, they just did that. They timed it on the 20th anniversary. Sergeant Pepper was June 1, 1987 and 67. So it was released both days. Um, but uh, the first four albums controversially in 87, and let me just put, put a pin in this because the Beatles were the last big act to make their way to CD. There were so many licensing issues. The first CDs were like 82-ish. Right. And you had like some live at the Star Club and there was a rare Japanese pressing from EMI uh, in Japan of Abbey Road on CD from like 83 or 84. Oh, wow, That man. is like one of those Holy Grail collectible things. <laughs> it's not quite the butcher cover. <laughs> no, that's or, the Honus Wagner. Right. <laughs> that, that's a tobacco okay. card. The, the the Jordan rookie card is the uh, uh, Beatles versus Frank Ifield on VJ. Um, <laughs> What's the upside down plane stamp of Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Beatles versus the Four Seasons. I mean, all the VJ releases. Uh, so at, at any rate, they were um, when all the CDs were standardized, the first four uh, Beatles uh, albums, they went with the British issues. And George Martin decided because of the the mono fidelity he felt didn't have enough in common with CD reissues, which was all about fidelity. They opted to make the first four albums in mono because yeah. the stereo was all that separation. And uh, it, 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 George Martin correctly thought that audiences who were loving CDs wouldn't want to hear those Beatles right on r- certain instruments on the right, others on the left. No, and that's the right call because upon listening to the mono mixes, every time I heard the early stuff, I was like, oh, this is how it sounds. And then when you put the stereo on, it was like, oh, this is strange. Um, And now, unfortunately, if you're trying to stream any of the Beatles, those early records are going to be on stereo. Yeah, the uh, EMI, Universal, Calderstone, whatever it is, I get very confused with all the names, uh, made a decision to only stream the stereo box set. The mono box set they kept exclusive as a niche piece as a CD and uh, vinyl box set. It's a drag because if you want to hear like the proper version of some songs off Hard Day's Night and things like that, you've got to kind of either have to buy it, you know, which costs money, or I believe if you only have Apple Music, I think you can go to a compilation called the U.S. Records, and on the U.S. Records, you can hear the mono versions. They do stereo, then mono, and then you can make yourself a playlist of the British versions of the mono records that way. Well, and that's where the quirks come in, Tony, about the American issues, because if you want mono, I'll cry instead – based on the Apple Music U.S. albums matching, has a longer edit of the song where they threw the bridge in again. So you're right. getting a right. mono version that the Beatles never even intended. That was done just for the uh, Something New album and the Hard Day's Night United United Artists soundtrack. Right, right. So, yeah, so it's kind of, yeah. If you're trying to stream and listen to the mono, it, it, you're, it's going to be challenging. What they did was they put, I think, on the Red album and like the the one you know, compilation. Mm-hmm. They took the, all the singles, all the songs from before she, uh, I want to hold your hand 
and those are mono. That's but right. If you go to the records, you know, then it's you're just in stereo land. This is this is just for streaming, you know, and this seems to be how people listen to music now. So, well, and, and here's something: uh, the only stereo versions you'll find anywhere of "She Loves You" and "I'll Get You." are the duophonic fake stereo that Capitol made for Beatles' second album. <laughs> that are the American compilation, which to me is like like the greatest American compilation because that's all those covers. It's Roll Over Beethoven and, and yeah, Money. Yeah. You know, the original Thank You Girl, which we'll get into because there's 19 versions of that one. <laughs> but, I love uh, it. It's, who cut yeah. the lathe on that? What was the... Uh... <laughs> who was the lathe cutter on that, TJ? <laughs> Hashtag lathe cutters unite. <laughs> Such an under, underrated uh, profession. <laughs> well, I thought we would uh, we would go through some of the little differences that are on the stereos and the monos, uh, and then maybe cap off with our favorite mono mixes and then our favorite stereo mixes. That's great. And I have a few where I prefer variations of one over the other that I think we can throw back and forth too. Well, um, yeah, I will say I didn't notice too much like on, on Please Please Me or with the Beatles, you know, every time I hear the mono versions, I'm like, oh, this is this is how I first heard it, you know, because I, I think I heard most of these on CD. But when you get into Hard Day's Night, that's when I notice the difference. Like the the I should have known better is mono is the way to I heard it the way you should. <laughs> that's stupid. The way you should hear it. <laughs> Listen, you've never heard I should have known better until you've heard it in mono. So don't be a bitch with your stereo <laughs> or 2009 issue. Yeah, and that harmonica dropout belongs in the intro. Do See? not fix the harmonica dropout. Exactly. So the stereo version on the intro with the harmonica, it drops out. It drops out, and then you hear the mono. It's like that's how I've always heard it. Why now you can't even hear that streaming? You you only hear the stereo dropout version. Also, the guitar strums. You know those big uh, guitar strums in the bridge. Those are like quieter, so it's less mm -hmm. impactful. Yeah, if anything, it, to me, it's like the stereo mixes of these early records are like the more tamed versions of the Beatles. It was almost like it was catering to the people, stereo records, which tended to be rich people who had right. stereo consoles. And the, this is like 63, 64, 65. And so they're not going to want to hear like loud rock and roll. They're going to want to hear this, like the Brian Epstein groomed version of the Beatles. The that suits were, version. Yeah. Yeah. Harmless. And, you know, you you'd want your daughter to date them and all that kind of a thing. So they lose the impact on stereo. Uh, that is a larger takeaway for this conversation to me, Tony is, and this is, I think, especially true for the later stuff. We'll get into some specifics as we go. Anybody who denies the Beatles stature as a rock band, no, oh, the Beatles are a pop band. It was pop. It was, you know, kind of, right. there are people, there are forces who attempt to diminish the Beatles' rock chops, especially when compared to the Stones and the Who and the other legacy bands of that same era. They've yeah. never heard the Revolution single in mono. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they, they've never heard Revolver in mono. Um, you know, uh, there, there, are, uh, there are so many late period, especially Beatles songs, that tear through the speakers in mono. Lady Madonna is improved in mono. The Get Back single, which is not different, is still improved in mono. The later songs especially feel more forceful in mono, those singles, the Lady Madonna, that Hey Jude uh, Revolution single. Totally. So I, I think in general, to your point about how the mono early songs rock out better, 
the entire Beatles catalog feels like it rocks out harder in mono. I totally agree. Yeah, it's a fuller sound. You've, you get everything in both ears. So I was listening to all these LPs on, on headphones and, uh, you know, just to really let it do that. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Let it do that, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take care of yourself, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wrote down, you get everything you need in both ears. Uh, you know, I mean, what it, what it lacks in some depth, you know, that the stereo, there are some things, well, I'll get into it. Like actually staying on hard days night. Uh, I actually prefer the stereo mix on I'll be back. Just that one, just that one. And that's because there's some acoustic guitar overdubs going on with that song. And then those close harmonies, I think the stereo spread just uh, expands those textures. I, 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 I got a little Woody here to say that. And <laughs> hey, little Woody, come in here. This is all of a sudden we're going to review Toy Story. Um, or Cheers. Or those Beach Boys songs where they all sang about Woody's. <laughs> I got a 34 wagon. Listen, I love Brian Wilson. There's a lot of Beach Boys I love. But in general, Mike Love can fuck off, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'll still, I like his, I like him from then when he was a goofball, but you know, just like Elvis, they turned, they turned bad. Yeah. But, but Mike Love didn't die on a toilet. He was letting Not John Stamos play. Tonight. <laughs> One can dream. No, I don't, I don't want Mike Love to leave this earth, but stop taking the beach boys name while Brian Wilson is still alive. Yeah. And turning it into that America, basically an American flag with like four part harmonies. Nowadays, the Beach Boys open for the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> yeah, I think they're carving uh, the Beach Boys into Stone Mountain. Well, just Mike Love, actually. <laughs> just Mike Love. Right, right. Totally. <laughs> Brian Wilson is to Obama what Mike Love is to Trump. <laughs> Hot take. Poor Mike Love. He's not that bad. But I mean, fuck you too. So. <laughs> he, he gave us Kokomo. He gave us the least inspired cover of rock and roll music ever recorded. Oh, yeah, so I I do love the Beach Boys, but like somewhere in the seventies, I dip way off. They have some weird songs, man. I mean, they have some like "Hey Little Tomboy." I don't know if you've ever heard that song. That song is fucking mm. creep city, man. Check it out. <laughs> Check that one out. <laughs> I, I I'm big into the Beach Boys Ricky Fatar phase where they were opening for the oh, Dead, and yeah, man. that's a. That's the only time I like my Beach Boys without Brian Wilson. Those those run-throughs of Help Me Rhonda, Wouldn't It Be Nice, almost have kind of a laid-back jam bandy feel that I think works for them. The songs breathe. Yeah, yeah. That was before he became Republican. He was still, this is Mike Love, he was like still Maharishi and all that. So, you know. And he would, and you, I'm trying to tie this back into the Beatles. Do it. I got 10 bucks that says you got this. Do it. <laughs> and as you know, TJ, uh, Mike Love was in India with the Beatles when they right. were practicing with the Maharishi. <laughs> On the trip where Ringo brought two suitcases of Heinz beans <laughs> and scene. You know, folks, in improv, <laughs> the end is often the beginning. And by that, I mean the end of your career. <laughs> Our careers. That was the proverbial you. Let's get back to the Beatles and Mono or Stereo. I'll be back. We left off with that. Um, yeah. yeah. I noticed on the Help record, there was it was like murkier and it, there was more bass. Help was a big deal. It was the first Stereo Beatles CD issued other than that Japanese Abbey Road uh, import. So when Help came out, that was a big deal. And Help and Rubber Soul, George Martin in 87 went back and again, controversially remixed. So the, the versions on CD 
of help and rubber soul from 87 through 09 were not the ones in the 60s. They were what George Martin did in the 80s to spruce up the sound a bit, which I always thought was it because he also thought that help and, and rubber soul had too much of that left, right panning as well. Right, right. Which is like, if you listen to left, right panning in, in headphones or earbuds, as most people are when they're streaming, like it's, it takes your balance off. I like if you listen to Strawberry Fields and you just hear the Mellotron in the one ear, I prefer the the mono version of Strawberry Fields forever for that reason because the separation is gone and I can just listen to the yeah. song fully. Um, what do you think of uh, "You're Gonna Lose That Girl"? I know that's one of your favorite songs. Do you have a preference mono stereo? Uh, yeah, in general, I prefer the mono to the stereo. But if I had to fly in just George's solo, I'd prefer the stereo version of it. It, it, it some of the birds influenced kind of twelve string stereos uh, or bird stuff feels more birdsy and of that era in stereo to me. Maybe it's all the years of hearing the birds on classic rock radio. We're so used <laughs> to those songs in stereo, but the jangliness of those guitars feel good in stereo to me. Yeah, that was one where I I, I preferred the stereo mix. Uh, something about it, I, I wrote down it was it was crisper. I think, <laughs> I think Ticket to Ride is better in mono. It's heavier. That's one of those like you were talking about earlier as the Beatles as a rock band. You know, yeah, they didn't smash their guitars or whatever, but they did get feedback, and I feel fine. And and they and Ticket to Ride. I remember Lennon saying, I think in that 1970 interview with uh, Jan Wenner that it was like the first heavy metal record or something like that. Yeah. Um, another help song I think is a hundred percent better in stereo is the song help. The, the Lennon mono vocal, it's a different vocal take. And yeah. he, it, it's just more subdued. I, you, you buy the lyrics more to me. I've, and help is, you know, what one of their 10 most classic songs, right? Yeah. And a lot of the world heard the mono single. And yet, because mo all the singles of these songs were the, were the mono versions back in the day. And they stayed, the 45 stayed in print forever and ever and ever. So more people probably heard the mono one initially, but the stereo take, uh, Lennon's vocal on that is just to me, world's better than the mono. Yeah, there's little there's little things like on You Like Me Too Much on the mono, you can hear some like really some small drumming, like brushwork or something going on underneath. Well, I, I, I will say too, Help is arguably the worst recorded Beatles album. Really? At least in my mind. It, the whole album's always felt flat in this era of the Beatles have reissued and remixed everything from Sgt. Pepper on. I'm almost more excited for like a Help rubber soul. And I love mid period. I love all period Beatles, but mid period Beatles that kind of help rubber soul revolvers just right in my wheelhouse of the hooks and the melodies and how concise everything was. And I feel like the help album so muddy that to actually have it, a Giles Martin or a Sam O'Kell remix it would do those some justice. That would be cool. I mean, yeah, they have to keep doing more stuff because they're at the end of their rope now with this let it be thing. So that's what they're going to yeah. do. They're going to be like, oh, let's look at help again. <laughs> yeah, they'll go back to the beginning. And there's only so much you can do with the early, with the, the four-track stuff, right? I mean, what else can you do with that? Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe get one of those Beatle cover bands in to, like, redo the little flubs that they make. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting the harmonica solo, and it should have known better. Please welcome Beatle Fesso Liverpool. <laughs> With three O's. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good band, by the way. I love, they've been doing it a long time. I love Liverpool. Um, I think Dizzy Miss Lizzie is better in mono. 
uh, again, oh, yeah. same reason. It's the any of those rock and roll songs that they did the the monos better. And I read somewhere that the guitar is out of tune, and it's like that's to me that's rock and roll. So bring it on. Yeah, it 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 sounds like they're that tune's always sounded like they're exhausted after a night. It ends the album, and it's it sounds like they're exhausted in a club. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's one of my. I, I love that that cover is is they're they're fighting to get through it. I dig that. That is cool. Yeah, like I'm actually, you know, the stereo version that I've always heard, like it didn't do it for me. But I listened to the, I sat down and listened to that mono version, and it was like, oh yeah, I get it now. It it, it almost got up there with um, Long Tall Sally, you know, which yeah. to me is one of their most exciting covers ever. And and it gave Paul the balls to write "I'm Down." Yeah, that's what I love about Long Tall Sally influenced a, a fucking great little Richard inspired tune. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah that, but let me just say real quick, Tony. Yeah. The, one of the dumbest Paul McCartney choices of the world. And this could be its own podcast, too. At the concert for 9-11, your favorite era of Paul McCartney, the driving rain era of Paul McCartney, <laughs> the dying is here, Paul, <laughs> the Heather Mills, Paul McCartney. And again, I am a McCartney favorite. favorite. <laughs> I'm a McCartney apologist. But when he opened the tri- the tribute to the fallen buildings and firemen and policemen with I'm down without considering the context or connotation. And on one level, it's like, oh, shit, Paul's doing I'm down for the first time since 65. Oh, shit, he's doing I'm down at the 9-11 concert? Paul, <laughs> yeah, what are you in- doing? How can you laugh when you know I'm down? Tragedy plus time equals... I'm down by Paul McCartney, 9-11. <laughs> this one's for you guys. <laughs> oh boy, Paul. Well, uh, on Norwegian Wood, there's uh is it the I forget if it's the mono, I think, that has the cough in it. I think that's the mono version where you hear uh I think it's she went to the store and she left it, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe that was inspired by the cough you can hear in the Beach Boys Wendy's. Put, put it all together, not the Beach Boys jingle <laughs> for Wendy's that Mike Love recorded. <laughs> In 87 for Dave Thomas, a fellow Republican. Good guy, though. Big in adoption, Dave Thomas. Yeah. You want a double penny with all the onions and tomato? Get it, Frosty. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you, uh, do you have any note, uh, differences that you notice on Rubber Soul? You know, I... We don't really start getting into. We have one difference from an early album I haven't mentioned because I'm saving it for one of my favorites. That radio is called a tease. For all you intercom folks listening, that. you iHeartRadio <laughs> folks who want two hot DJs to spin Beatles classics, <laughs> we're your guys. Um, no, but, you know, basically it really doesn't. The my primary differences, save for a couple early ones, don't begin till Revolver. Okay. I'll just throw these out real quick uh, from Rubber Soul. Yeah. Uh, I think Think For Yourself is better in mono. It's heavier. Um, you can hear the electric piano in it more, which I, I hadn't really heard in the stereo. Um, the word sounds better to me. It's more like a Stax recording. Uh, and I think the harmonium is better placed in the mix. I think it's less like in your face. Yeah, and then we get to Revolver. Well, before so. we do, I lied to you. I do have one note uh, from Rubber Soul that I've forgotten about here. Uh, and this is we're going to get weird because the I love it. stereo version in America has the false start on I'm looking through you, oh, which, totally, which the yes. stereo in the rest of the world didn't have. Yeah. But it's got a false start 
they restart the intro and giggle and then the familiar song kicks in and the rest of the mix i'm pretty sure is exactly the same but for those of us who grew up listening to that american rubber soul which i did that's my first exposure to that album me too yeah it took me forever it's still a little weird hearing drive my car kick off rubber soul I agree. I agree. I don't like it. That to me, that's for it's yesterday, for yesterday and, today. and today. Totally. <laughs> Show me some dead baby dolls when I hear this. <laughs> let me let me steam it and peel it off, and maybe I'll be a millionaire. Yeah. Beep beep. Yeah. Yeah. Beep beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So th- that's one. The uh, it and the whole American Rubber Soul is such a different experience. You know that uh, has it's only love kicking off side two. You know uh, which was on yeah. both those songs, the aforementioned songs on the British Help album. But yeah, so that's one. It, for no, almost like hearing the James Bond intro at the beginning of Help, it's a similar, right, right, which they put on the Red which album. Which they did. In fact, when I uploaded the Red album, because I'm such a nerd, I want everything in my iTunes. When I uploaded the Red album, I uploaded it with the James Bond intro because it's not on the current comp. It's never been on any of the CD yep. Red album compilations. It's on mine. Damn it! Now that's authentic, Dave Dexter. I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, before I just had to throw that in for Rubber Soul. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Well, yeah. So Revolver, yeah, Revolver's different. Revolver is different. Um, Eleanor Rigby has like a double tracked vocal on the chorus. I mean, I guess we could start with Tax Man. That one just rocks more. Yeah, that that Paul guitar solo. That is Paul playing. Yeah, that's a Paul guitar. I didn't just make yeah, that up. That's, that's Paul totally playing guitar. Nope. I, I, one of those Beatle moments of, fuck, am I lying? <laughs> right, Do I know why? what I'm talking about? Yeah, that that, <laughs> that that Paul guitar solo just tears through the speakers on the mono version. Yeah, and he only did it one time. They tack it on it for the fade out. It's the same solo. That's right. So he didn't play it twice. He just played it once. <laughs> But yeah, Tax Man. I'll get to that later because that, uh, well, it's <laughs> a spoiler. It's one of my okay. favorites. Um, well, let, let, let's get into it. We might as well kind of go as we go. Yeah, well, yeah, that that to me is, uh, again, it's the same thing with the with the rock and roll stuff. Like Tax Man is a rock and roll song. So the guitar is higher in the mix. The cowbell comes in earlier. but I, And it, it, it feels louder, but I didn't find it like obtrusive. Um, like I, I did kind of on like um, one of the Hard Day's Night songs, the forget which one you can't do that i think or whatever it sounds a little high in the mix mm-hmm. to me like you actually hear like the the decay on the cowbell somewhere like the doing right. you know you actually um but that's that's that so tax man i like the cowbell uh it just sounds more compressed and it just sounds it sounds raw it sounds like what we're talking about when we like the revolution and stuff it's just the, it's a better mix. this whole album tony the first time i really heard i I'd had an American mono revolver, which is heavily edited. I think there's only what two John Lennon songs on the American revolver, yeah. two or three. Yeah, the American revolver is, doesn't stand up. I'll never forget when that came out. It might have been the spring of '87, but when I really got into it that fall, it was fall going into eighth grade, and that was the one I listened to because I'd never. I'd never heard Revolver like that. I was 13 at the time. I had had like an import of the British album, but for whatever reason, yeah, I wasn't listening to a ton of records when I was 11, 12. I go, oh, this looks cool. I'll get it. It was when that CD came out. That changed me. And then when the mono version, I heard for the first time on the 09 reissues, I'd never heard it in mono like that before. That changed me. I was always a Revolver guy and Revolver and mono put it to my number, maybe 1B on my list. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it, cha- it changed. Yeah, me. yeah. 
Yeah, I I would say I like I would agree with you ninety percent on that. Uh, I I I like I prefer Revolver Mono. I think Love Love You Too, George's song. That's just fuller. Um, same thing with Here, There, and Everywhere. It's just fuller. The harmonies make more sense in mono. I I can't explain it. Those stacked oohs and I it it feels it's more the the mono Here, There, and Everywhere feels like the best Beach Boy song ever written. Wow, that's good. That's good. I love how much Beach Boys we're talking and about. I, I do. I, there's a lot of Beach Boys I love. I don't go as deep as you and Mike Love. Ever since the Full House, John Stamos era, Kokomo, even at 14, I was like, fuck these guys. This is not God Only no. Knows. Right. No, I'm totally with you on that. I, I, yeah. After the Love You album I in 78 or whatever that was, I, uh, yeah, I drop off. I, I walk So you're not a fan of L.A. light album? Exactly. Right. <laughs> No, no, I wear that album as shoes. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good for the environment. It's not just wasting away in landfill. So back to Revolver. You mentioned here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, that's one I like. It's just fuller. And that's the other thing, too. It's like that fuller thing works for the rock and roll songs, but it also works for these beautiful ballads, too. Um, and I think you nailed it with the harmonies. And as we talk about that, my probably one of my three favorite Beatles songs, And Your Bird Can Sing in mono, the minute you first hear that breath slash intake from John Lennon during the solo at the beginning, you know you're in for a different ride. It's audible in the stereo. It's prominent in the mono. And oh, that's that cool. And your bird can sing. Um, I, I, I failed to mention I'm only sleeping with a different backwards guitar in mono. Um, yep, yep. That just feels more in your face. It just more, it just slices through. Um yeah, the entire – and uh, let me say, uh, Got to Get You Into My Life, Into Tomorrow Never Knows, but that Got to Get You Into My Life has the longer, different McCartney scat vocal fade-out every single – and it's the, – the horns are going crazy. It, some of the Beatles yeah. in mono, and we'll get to this a little more when we get to Pepper and White Album, mm-hmm. it's like a nightmare. It's like – I can't <laughs> explain it. It is like – it's the most wow. beautiful nightmare. In the Beatles and Mono, <laughs> things are going crazy and things are getting haywire and the horns are going nuts and McCartney scatting and the band's riding it out. And then you have a second to breathe and then the drone for Tomorrow Never Knows comes in in one channel and you're just taken away with that, uh, that master class of simplicity by John Lennon. Yeah, I like a lot of the Mono mixes because their fade outs are longer. You get a little more beetle for your dollar. You get a, a couple more beetle droplets on your way. <laughs> you don't want your mask if, you, if you're getting beetle droplets. You don't need it. No, so, yeah, like, yeah, there's a longer fade out on Got to Get You Into My Life. Uh, you hear more scatting. Also on things like Good Day Sunshine, you actually hear the drums fully break down on yeah. that fade out, which is cool. You get to hear the song end. And uh, yeah, Paul's vocal delay goes on longer on Good Day Sunshine. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Sergeant Pepper. I have in my list of favorite mono versus stereo discussions uh, that the mono Sergeant Pepper as a whole is on that list as being the definitive and arguably only way to really understand the trip that Sergeant Pepper is in mono to Interesting. me. Interesting. All right. 
I think we might have different opinions about Oh, that. we got some hot takes coming up. If you like Crossfire <laughs> and Hannity and Combs, all my references are from 04. Hey, man, it was a year. It was, it was still a year. a year. You remember when Bush was the worst thing? Oh, it'll never get better than Bush. I know. Worse than Bush. Um, <laughs> um, well, what's what's great about Sgt. Pepper now is that for people that only stream music, you actually can hear both stereo and mono. It was part of that big reissue in 2017. The mono was part of that box set. That's why. Exactly. So you can A and B those. And uh well, yeah. So some of the differences are like the the crowd the crowd sound effects are placed differently, and certain songs are faster than other yeah. songs. Certain vocals are are have different effects. John's "Lucy in the Sky" in mono feels like it's on a yeah. different uh, planet. Yeah, I like some of it, but I, I you know I I heard Sergeant Pepper first in stereo, and to me. me that works for me. Like I prefer the, I, so she's leaving home is one of the songs that they sped up. Right. In mono it's faster. I, I don't like it that fast. And maybe that's because it's ingrained in my head the other way. And it's like a, you know, it's a stubborn thing in my brain, but I prefer the slower version. And I also really like that song. So maybe I like that. It's one second longer. Or whatever, it, it's so know? funny because I feel very differently about that song and I equate it to the mono Don't Pass Me By from the White Album, which is also faster. I'm like, well, yes, <laughs> these will be over sooner. <laughs> That's what I wrote for Don't Pass Me By. I'm like, <laughs> I think this is my least favorite Beatle original. I guess I like it because it's a, uh, done faster. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like she's leaving home, yeah. You don't like that one. I have always taken George Martin's side uh, for my shame in Paul McCartney for recruiting a different orchestrator because George Martin was busy that day. Oh, that's right. I forgot that's about that. That's a song that. that I feel like the strings, a little like Long and Winding Road, the strings feel overwrought, and I wish there was a version with George Martin's uh, ear for taste on that song. I totally get it. I wish we could have heard the George Martin yeah. version of that. Yeah. I bet I would like it even more. I already like it, <laughs> but now I get, yeah, it's real. It's, it's a little Disney. It tugs at you a little bit. Yeah. Still, I like the song and I like the lyrics. I like the sentiment. I like those backing vocals a lot. I will say that what's always redeemed the song for me is the sympathy in John's voice is almost unlike anything on any other Beatles track. Yeah. It's, re it's really neat. Yeah, I think you articulated why I like that song. Yeah. Well, let's hear Let's, yeah, let's hear. I mean, it's not like I don't like the mono Sgt. Pepper. It's just that I, I think I prefer the stereo for certain songs, mostly. Things like Day in the Life, to me, I like the stereo separation on the, the crescendo. Day in the Life is, is, is one of the few on there that I would prefer to listen to in stereo. Um, okay. I also think they did a better job at cutting off that that note into uh, "Woke Up, Fell Out of Bed." The orchestra, yeah. the mono. I think it's a clumsier edit into I, that. A hundred percent. And in fact, the stereo plays to the buoyancy of that Paul McCartney bridge. The stereo lends itself to kind of the the more upbeat nature of it than the mono. There's kind of it doesn't ascend as far. So yes, Day yeah. in the Life I prefer. However. The run out of the album, especially from Good Morning, Good Morning, from the intro to that into the Sgt. Pepper reprise, I think both Sgt. Peppers are so much more kick-ass in mono, both the opening and the reprise. Yeah. There's different the, yeah. the crowd effects are different in both. There, there, there's yep. different things happening in both. And I just feel like they're more rock and rolls. It, 
I, I am a huge musical theater nerd. I don't know if we talk music. I know you you love a lot of musical theater too. No, you're a huge Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber fan. You are false. I'll never forget you saying to me, "I like the Beatles, but to me, it's all about cats." No, is the first conversation, and I sang "Memory," and we held each other and cried. <laughs> no, I, 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 I know you're not a musical theater guy. I, I am, I am a huge. Although we worked together in a Second City musical called Rush Limbaugh the musical. Right, but that was music by Rush. <laughs> <laughs> And the little and, mermaid. And I threw a little, little mermaid in there. I stole from a lot of great people in that song. But I, I love musical theater. Sgt. Pepper, because of how it's both structured and discussed, has always felt like it. Look, if the Who can take credit for Tommy as a rock opera, Pepper felt a bit rock opera ish to me always. I've looked at it. The artwork, the presentation has always felt theatrical. In mono, it feels more like a rock album to me. Yeah, I agree. You're right. I like the in the reprise that they bring back the crowd laugh. Yeah. At a weird place. Yeah. It's, it's kind of right yeah. at the top. You know, I always, you know, I love it. But we've, all, you know, we can always speculate like, what are they laughing at? You know, is Ringo going into his famous alligator push ups routine? <laughs> known for that. Ringo did two <laughs> things great physically he could turn drums around the stage. <laughs> oh, right. a, DC. a DC show. <laughs> I love there's always someone like there's a there's commentary somewhere from that era of like, oh, and Ringo's moving his own drums. Oh, and Ringo's moving the drums around. <laughs> Little did they know he's gonna live to be 80 at least. God bless. I will say though, on the reprise, the little, the, the little, I just totally diminished the little scats that Paul does at the end. Like, I don't, I actually don't care for those. I, I like it kind of just ending without the scats. That's me. Are the scats buried in the stereo or do they not exist? I can't remember right now. That's a good question. I, I, I feel like the first time I ever heard those scats was when I heard the mono. Me too. So, but I, I could obviously. I, could be wrong. I think I give him deference because I love the scats, which are a little more buried at the end of got to get into my life. As we talked about, I, I, I just love hearing Paul kind of go off Yeah, that hearing that hearing that voice is wonderful to me, but yeah. So I, I mean, look, you can't argue with Sergeant Pepper as uh, a great album in stereo. I'm not trying to diminish it, but that's another one that for me, and I had bootlegs of mono pepper and I always thought it was good, but the re that 09 remaster it's weird and i'm enough of an audio nerd to understand that this does make sense but i can see how other people would think it doesn't make sense that to digitally remaster something in mono who fucking cares right i mean it's mono how much can you do with it <laughs> but the way they were able to clean up those original tapes there's something about that mono pepper a little like the first time i heard mono revolver that just it just gave me a different understanding of the album as a whole yeah i like it either way i like it either way um, magical mystery tour. So yeah, so the stereo has all that crazy separation yeah. on a lot of these songs. And so, yeah, so when you get to listen to mono, and this is more for if you're listening on headphones and earbuds, that kind of a thing, it's just, it's going to be a better experience, but it's not streaming in mono. So <laughs> fuck right, you. Right. <laughs> but flying is another song that's got a longer fade out. And I, I always, I like that song. I still dig that song. Me too, and it's such a creepy fade out. Yeah, in, in a song that's a song that's dominated by Ringo harmonies, which is a little weird. Yeah, to me now, I, I I've never I've never done acid. I've I have smoked enough pot for a lifetime. I've never done acid. Magical Mystery Tour to me has almost felt like more of what a trip would feel like than Pepper. Those blaring horns at the beginning, soothing down to Fool in the Hill, 
going on a trip with flying, soothing back down to Blue Jay. I mean, it just the, the levels that album have always felt to me like I don't need to do acid. I love Magical Mystery Tour, and that's another one that yeah. in mono I really feel like I don't equate it with Mono Pepper, but it's it's a different experience hearing that beautiful album, this disparate collection of movie songs and singles makes so much sense on that great album. I agree. And is, is Penny Lane, does it feel faster to you in mono or is that in my head? You it think? feels brighter. It's one of the reasons I, I like it more. Interesting. Strawberry Fields, which was the you know, double A side to Penny Lane on that Mono Magical Mystery Tour, one into the other is so great too. They feel more direct. Yeah. They don't feel as spacey. They feel in your facey. <laughs> <laughs> If we gave our shows titles, that would be it. <laughs> I'm Spacey, and I'm in your facey, and together. <laughs> uh, I like All You Need Is Love. I think it's a better mix overall. And again, you get the longer fade out on that. Um, what's your take on the John Lennon singing She Loves You at the end of uh, All You Need Is Love? Uh, it's weird and nostalgic and off-key. Is it off key or am I thinking of the Ruddles parody? <laughs> I'm thinking about Love Life for the Ruddles parody. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't think it's off key in the, in the uh, Beatles All You Need Is Love. I think it's really neat. I think that the whole thing, that whole one world broadcast and what the, the global, the first global hookup of all those, you know, countries showing it at the same time. Uh, I forgive that song, which is not, at all one of their best written songs because it captured such a zeitgeist of that moment in 67. I like that song. Uh, yeah, again, yeah, it's not my, one of my favorites, but I like the fun things. Like it's in a weird time signature. The verses mm-hmm. are, um, there's like an extra couple beats in there per line. And, uh, um, I like that he sings, she loves you at the end. I know there's a few other things he says in there too, yesterday mm-hmm. and all that. But I love it. I always thought that, yeah, yeah, like you said, nostalgic, even though it was only, what was it, four years prior? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was. It was a completely different time. I've always liked it. The reason I brought it up was because growing up, when, when that song would come on the radio, I had more than one friend say, like, I don't like that he does that at the end. And I was like, what? Because I liked it so much, mm-hmm. you know? So, all right, you want to talk about the White Album? The White Album was the last album the Beatles consciously mixed for mono, but really didn't get a massive widespread mono release because by 68, especially in the States, stereo had almost predominantly taken over. It wasn't even released in mono in the States. Uh, uh, You're totally right. So mono white album has always kind of felt like a bit of a, of a great white whale. No, no uh, pun intended there. But so hearing that also, I'd had bootlegs of, you know, you get a ton of bootlegs around as a Beatle Fest and at Wax Tracks or Reckless or wherever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're all from a tape of a tape. And right. so I'd heard the Fidelity mon- sucks. The Fidelity sucks. I'd heard Mono White album. I knew the different quirks. I knew the different, the, the different, obviously Helter Skelter. Uh, and in fact, uh, the Beatles rarities compilation from 1980 yeah. was the first time I'd heard mono don't pass me by and mono um, Elder Skelter with the squeak toy high in the mix. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I at least kind of knew what to expect with those, but mono white album is a, another incredible experience that I don't really need to hear in mono. I'm pretty happy with stereo white album. 
Whoa. Okay. So yeah, we disagree. Yeah. This will be one. So I, other than with some exceptions, I definitely prefer overall the mono white. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Back in the USSR, I'm just going over some little things here. The opening guitar comes in later. Paul's got some chatter in there now, but I think that's the 2018 version. I don't Yeah. In Glass Onion, the strings are higher. And at the end, they feel like they retard or something. But it's, it's so that gives it that extra kind of strangeness. Right. Uh, again, that was another wonderful choice the Beatles made, uh, regardless of stereo mono, just to have that string ending. Yeah, it's because it comes out of nowhere and it's so random. It makes such perfect sense and lends so nicely to what comes right after it. Oh, blah, D. Yeah, it's uh-huh. great. It's great. It's like it melts into this like confection. <laughs> That's totally. just oh, blah, D. Oh, blah, da. I think his vocal sounds clearer on the mono. Mono, oh, blah, D. Oh, blah, da is way better than stereo. Yeah. All right. There you go. Um, my, while my guitar gently weeps, longer fade out. I think they got rid of the yeah, yeah, yeahs on the fade, though, in these new mixes. Um, or, or maybe the mono didn't have the yeah, 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 that ascending yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. on the fade. We lose that, so that's. I'm so tired. It's just fatter. Uh, Paul's vocals, you hear more the backing vocals, which I really like on that record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that funny organ part that you never really hear. Yeah. But I bought some bootleg where it was like it was it was like I'm so tired. Take 26 or something, and it was just like a mix of the like the drums and the organ. And I used to put that on mixtapes all the time because it sounds like a completely different song. And it's just this pretty little, almost like a Brian Eno. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I've heard that. That sounds great. After hearing that, I then then I hear the organ part, and you're like, oh, so mono brings that organ part out. Oh, well, like Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Blackbird actually prefers stereo. Uh, yes, I, although is it because the foot taps start earlier in stereo? What? Because the no, it's because the, the bird sound effects are distracting in the mono. Yes, it's like over some of his vocals and stuff. It's the same reason I don't like the charity version of Across the Universe. I don't need birds chirping. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I like Stereo Blackbird. I will definitely say I prefer Mono Don't Pass Me By for one, because it's faster, and two, that yeah. kind of fiddle solo at the end. The first time I heard it, I was like, what's going? It's different. I, it's, I, me- I mentioned earlier the kind of Beatles Mono Nightmare. That fiddle solo is off, and it's almost like it's crying. I it, It's... It's 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 just it's stutters and it's weird and I prefer it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, why don't we do it in the road? It has an abrupt end after that final uh, hi hat crash. Yeah. So that's just a little interesting difference. It doesn't fully decay. Um, I I prefer the stereo for I will. I'll I'll say that. Um, the mono does a thing where it builds like you don't have the 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 clip clop percussion 
Uh, right. In the beginning, it comes in on the chorus. And then it's, but it's, it's buried in the mix. So yeah, I prefer stereo on that. Um, Julia's not Me much too. of a difference. Uh, birthday has the, the, there's a weird organ sound in birthday that happens that is more prominent on the, the mono. Yeah. It's how the song ends that weird sound. Um, right. It's it sounds like highlight decay or something. <laughs> uh, your blues actually, I, I do prefer the stereo version. Uh, Me too, by far. I feel yeah. like the, the mono is almost too muddy. Yeah, yeah, you lose the crispness of that bass. Like, actually, what really makes that sound for me is Paul's bass and the woodiness of that sound. It's kind of lost in the mono. And Ringo's, we didn't mention this in our Ringo show, but you just you saying this made me think of it. His kind of tumble fill that gets from the solo back to the 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 kind of the main riff, the main hook. Yeah. Is really cool. Are you talking about the that that goes into the edit? Is that what you're talking about? The yes, and it goes back into basically the same thing they had. It's the, they tacked on similar to the Taxman guitar solo. They tacked on the what they had already done, but just muted Lennon's vocal, That's which you right. hear in the bleed. You know, uh, I love that. Somehow that edit works. I don't know how they did it, but it's a it's a strange, clumsy edit, but it works. And I think it's because of that fill. There's an edit in She Loves You where it's almost a half, it's like, uh, not a half, like a, a, a tenth of a beat off getting back into the, because she loves you, that feels it's just not clean and it makes it more perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like, you know, the mono, the everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Again, fade out longer. I just, I like my extra beetle drops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sexy Sadie, there's more organ in the coda. Um, I, again, there's more information on the fade out. So Helter Skelter, right? Well, that's where stereo's got to win. You get more Ringo. <laughs> yeah, stereo wins overall. Right. Stereo <laughs> wins overall. I, I So here's something I used to do was when I heard the mono, I took the beginning of the mono before the fade out. And then I used the stereo for the fade back because the mono doesn't have a fade back. There's no blisters on my fingers on the mono version of Helter Skelter. So yeah, that's a huge difference. Uh, This is with the mono, the squeak toy is higher in the mix. There's a squeak toy in there, which I think was a brilliant choice. It's like, here's this heavy ass song. We're going to put a children's toy in it. Yeah, it, it's it's like the laughter at the end of Within You, Without You. It just kind of takes the piss out of what they were doing. Yeah, it's great. Oh, there's something there, Tony. The mono without the fade out, the the one advantage to mono Helter Skelter is it feels better connected to long, long, long. Mono Helter Skelter feels like without the fade back, just feels like it lends itself to long, long, long in a, in a different and more haunting way. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Like in the context of it, yeah, it is better. Yeah, that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing like. All oh, Backstreet Boys are my Beatles of the '90s. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I like Savoy Truffle Stereo. I'll I'll say that because yeah. there's like I, I feel like some of these mono mixes. I feel like their first tries were in mono and. By the time they did it again for stereo, they corrected some of the mistakes. Like the the little high scronky one note guitar thing on Savoy Truffle feels like it gets muzzled on the mono. Yeah. Um, the tambourine is lower in the mix and it feels out of time actually leading back into the final verse. So that one, that one is an exception. 
Um, revolution number nine, there's no uh, stereo dancing with the number nine, number nine, going from left to right in your ears. Um, and this is, I mean, this, so they, they, they didn't remix it or anything <laughs> like that. They took the same thing. But I did notice a few strange sonic things, like John's looped moaning during Yoko's uh, preamble into "You become naked." <laughs> His moaning is higher in the mix, so yes, want that a, a nice preview of Two Virgins and Life with the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We, yeah, let's review those sometime. <laughs> um, but overall, I like I like the bigger sound. I like the bigger sound on the mono. Um, some of my favorites are the mono uh, White Album, which we're probably about to get to. Unless let's. Oh yeah, there's the mono masters, right? Right. They added a few things, like the yellow submarine stuff had never been, and those are just fold downs. I don't believe those are different edits or different mixes. I'm pretty sure the mono yellow submarine were just fold downs from the stereo originally. Originally, but for Mono Masters, there had been mono mixes made for an EP that never happened. Oh, you're right. You're right. They never came out. And so you finally got to hear them in whenever that was, 2009. Um, Things like All Together Now, Hey Bulldog, It's All Too Much, and Only a Northern Song. Yeah, there's more sound effects in All Together Now. So that's more enjoyable. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, Bulldog's got that longer fade out. Yes. So you get one more Hey, Bulldog at the end. Mono Hey, Bulldog over stereo Hey, Bulldog. And in, in fact, in one of my favorites we're going to get to in hour six of today's podcast <laughs> is um, Lady Madonna, which Hey, Bulldog was recorded at that shoot for that video. Yes. Lady Madonna in mono. The first time I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. This is the way Lady Madonna is meant to be heard. It sounds more like a Fat Domino oldie in mono. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bigger. I wrote it, it's bigger, but I think the sax is slightly lower in the mix. I prefer that. You're an elephant's memory guy. You love <laughs> you love loud sax. I do, man. What could I say? SNL forever. <laughs> You're a big G.E. Smith guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Hey Jude. Way, way, way better in mono that Hey Jude Revolution single as replicated in mono on mono masters to me is the definitive way to hear those songs. Yeah. And when you get into the na 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 part of Hey Jude, I never really ever heard there's something like a bass clarinet or there's something that's really deep and orchestral that gives that ball, that gives that balls some songs. Yeah. <laughs> Give your balls some songs with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I prefer Hey Jude in mono. However, you can't hear John say, I fucked up as clearly as you can on the stereo. Right. It's a lot more muddy in the mono. You can hear it, but it's not uh, It's not as prominent, though. Yeah, yeah, which is a fun little thing. Hey, Jude, John. It's after the part where you hear him go like, oh, in the back. He gets like right into the mic and says like, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> so, and it fits. And it's great. And it's you, you. it's on the single. Like you can hear him say, I fucked up on a... On a number, what was that a number one? I think it was. Right? Yeah, Hey Jude is their longest uh, standing number one single. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest selling Beatles song. That's cool. Well, yeah. uh, things like, um, oh yeah, This Boy, the edit is smoother coming into. Cry this right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's on the stereo that just sounds like you can see the razor blade in it, you know? <laughs> but the mono, it's just smooth and it feels like natural. 
Well, and this is a nice way because Mono Masters is kind of the capper of the Beatles in mono. There was there were no dedicated mono mixes for Abbey Road or Let It Be. Right. I believe both had fold downs in different parts of the world. I think there's like a Brazilian fold down mono of Abbey Road or maybe it's Let It Be, but they were never they're just the stereo folded down to mono. But as we get into kind of some of our favorites, Tony, yeah, uh, on Mono Masters, uh, I want to hold your hand in mono to me is the definitive way to hear that song and to hear the energy and the sax behind it and mm-hmm. the post Kennedy doldrums being shaken away. Yeah. Even the intro itself in stereo where you can hear John, the, the channel of John's vocal fading up just before he sings Nice in the mono mix. It's all right there for you. And it just feels more direct Mono, I want to hold your hand is the only one that should be played when trying to explain to people what Beatlemania must have felt like. And it's a shame. Like, I don't know why, um, like on these compilations, uh, the Red Album and the one, if they, I think they're still using the stereo version on that. And in, yeah, they are. And in fact, in the original Beatles CD issues, when it was standardized, this past masters came out in 88. So right. a year after everything else. And, you know, like to your point, the first four, up to Beatles for sale were in mono. I want to hold your hand was on past masters and stereo. It made no sense. Yeah. And that's the one I heard the most. And then when the mono one kind of was remastered in 09, it's just like, that's the only one I want to hear at this point. And in fairness, that was all I, we should mention some of the American Beatles mono stuff has been circulating since 04. And I think the second capital box set was 06, but those weren't used with the original Beatles masters. Those were, digitized right. from the submasters that Capitol had in their vaults. So those count, but to me, not as much as the 09 remasters. It does not get nerdier than that <laughs> shit. And I make no apologies. Nor should you, man. That's what we're here for. For you geeks and you yep. trolls and you weirdos. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> early stuff, favorites. Let's do it. Yeah. I got please, please me. It's the definitive, like, that's the one we all heard. When you hear the stereo, you're like, what is this? Like, so the stereo one has, like, I think one of them, I think it's Paul flubs a line or something. John flubs it. In fact, John, uh, John, John sings I, Paul sings you. Yeah. Oh, it, it is Paul's flub because it's John's song. It's John's lyric. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But it's John that's laughing. So, yeah. So, if whoever, so one of them makes a mistake and John laughs. Um, it also sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's a different take. Oh, and then there's this weird thing that happens at the end again, stereo version on the tag where the drums get really echoey. Like it's almost like they're playing two takes on top of each other. And another take is just like in like being recorded with a room microphone or something like that. It just sounds weird, man. So that's why I love it. That's my favorite. You just brought up my favorite uh, of the stereo mono differences. Also my number one Beatles song, please, please me is my definitive favorite song by the Beatles. That may change every time we record this episode (laughs) and episode, but yeah, to me, there's no better song that captures what the early Beatles are about than please, please me. And not just the, the Paul or John fuck up there, but, but, uh, which isn't in the mono when John kind of growl laughs, the come on right out of it, which you alluded to yeah. gives that song a whole sense of life that leads to this run out of power chords. You'd never heard to that point. 
and harmonies and fills. It's, it's, to me, it's the most exciting Beatles song ever recorded. So let's get this straight. You prefer the stereo version of Please Please Me. I do. I, I, I love the flub. I love that the separation isn't perfect. I That's love wild. that the whole song sounds like stereo fighting each other. Yeah, I it's love shambolic. John. It's the whole thing shambolic. Oh, that's I, wild. I, I've, I've always loved that more. It's more satisfying to hear that in my ears. And that's one, uh, I think we've said this before, Tony, that Beatles one album that everybody bought, whether they were nine years old or 70 years old, to leave off Please Please Me in favor of From Me to You is one of the most egregious Beatles mistakes ever made. <laughs> you cannot have... How many songs are Beatles one? 21, 22 songs? Something like you, that. You can't have, a, and it is on the Red Album. Yeah. You can't have a compilation of Beatles songs and leave off Please Please Me, especially not in favor of the comparative pap that is from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag comparative pap. <laughs> yeah, go get that looked at, that comparative pap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the ACA. I'm on my deductibles. Pardon me and I'm at. Yeah. Uh, another early favorite of mine, Mono, is If I Fell, uh, because it's single-tracked vocal at the top. And then Paul's, Paul on the stereo, Paul's note falls off going into the final verse. On the word, what was in vain. Yeah. Paul cracks, yeah. Yeah, he, he cuts off. He's like, I don't think he gets the, the N in there, uh, or the I for that matter. Uh, <laughs> so for that reason, I prefer If I Fell. Well, let, let's stay with early stuff because for me, the American mono and I love her, which has got no double tracking on Paul's voice. It feels like Paul's doing it live. I don't know why that's at the standard mono, but the American mono and I love her is my favorite. It's just single track Paul the whole time. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And we were, and one of the few Beatles songs to feature a key change in it. Yeah. And, yeah. and done exquisitely in that beautiful George kind of flamenco guitar solo yeah no that's that's a good one yeah good call i forgot about forgot about that one you got any any other early favorites mono yeah uh thank you girl has one of the most com- oh, yeah has got one of the most complicated mono stereo things because the american version that echoes so drenchy but the harmony this was an era where the beatles loved is it bruce chanel or bruce channel who's saying hey baby with the <laughs> that's like hey baby uh, that one yeah with the heart which ringo later covered in a sea of cocaine and whiskey <laughs> from his album in a sea of cocaine, of cocaine and, and whiskey. whiskey yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there, there there's something about the stereo harmonica that echoes the verses that drives me crazy way that you do wow 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 that's the kind of yeah. not gonna go for it good to be true <laughs> The mono version doesn't have any of that bullshit, so I prefer the mono 10 out of 10 times. No, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that one. Um, Go on. Well, I mean, we never talked about revolutions, but that is definitely uh, one of my favorites. Lennon said that the stereo version, they turned that song into a piece of ice cream. And when you hear that, you're like, okay, settle down, John. But when you hear the mono version, it really is like, it is raw. It, It like breaks through the speakers. Um, it actually sounds, I remember seeing, uh, I was a big fan of the John Spencer blues explosion in the nineties and he used to do these uh, jukebox singles. And one of the notes he would give to the, the people cutting it was don't EQ this, mix it loud, no EQ. And that's what this song sounds like. Just like rough mix raw, 
about to break your speakers. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Blues Traveler in the 90s, and I think they kept saying to John Popper, <laughs> hey, can we mix that harmonica a little fucking louder? We're not hearing it. That's another one. That's like John Popper got his career from the stereo version of Misery. <laughs> I mean, thank you, girl. Oh, boy. Now it's all early Beatles flying off the handle. This is what wine will do for you. I agree with you. Uh, and same goes for Hey Jew, which we discussed. But Mono Revolution, that's another. If somebody said, hey, I've, I know a lot about the song Revolution. Uh, I need to hear it. What's the best way to hear it? I would say run to the mono. Run yeah. to the mono. Yeah, if you can find it. Listen to that. Um, and then I think my favorite mono mix is Happiness is a Warm Gun. Ooh. Yeah, man. It's heavier. Like like anything that's in mono, it's just, it's heavier. And I think it's sexier, to use that word. It's it's. I think it's one of their sexiest songs, even though it ends in doo-wop. <laughs> I think the guitar sounds more hypnotic in the first part. And you actually hear this strange little skronk of Yoko, I think, talking. Uh, right before the the fix part, there's this little. It sounds like a glitch, and it's like it's almost like Yoko is making a phone conversation in a Zoom or something, and it like breaks through <laughs> right before they. I need a fix part. Oh, and then in the stereo version, you know how um, you can hear them start to sing before I need a fix because I'm going down. Yeah. So that mistake where you hear the decay of the N in the previous down is not in there. So it's a proper mix. Yeah. Which is jarring to me. See, I'm so used to that. I'm going now. You hear right before. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I prefer the mono of that too. Yeah. Uh, I think in general, you know, we talked about White Album a few minutes ago, but my notes say I like the stereo one more, but hearing you talk about all the mono, even mono Dear Prudence, you can hear the fade out that much better than the stereo. You can hear that final note. Yeah, I think as many times I must have listened to that album in high school and the CD, I, I don't really know that I ever heard the last note until the mono reissue. And yeah. the 2018 makes a great, great call to actually make the end purposeful. Yeah, I mean, the 2018 mix is the is the mix. Um, yes. If you buy if you buy the box set or whatever with the book and all that, they do give you a dvd and on it is i think a mono mix uh, i will say that uh you know i still listen to a lot of my music via music i uploaded on itunes i don't have apple music i do have amazon i have prime music which just comes with all the amazon shit we have around here from i write that yeah. my I, I believe that when you have a kid you're allowed to blindly support amazon knowing how terrible they are and that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> um uh, so uh, i listen to a lot of my own music i've uploaded from cd and iTunes Match has replaced a ton of my mono with the available stereo versions. Ooh. And it drives me. I'm constantly, even for this, yesterday I re-uploaded Mono Magical Mystery Tour from the Mono Box set because it had matched, it says mono, but it had matched on my iPhone with the stereo, which is really frustrating. They don't make it easy for you to hear the Beatles in mono is my point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, the main takeaways. Um well, th those are my mono faves. I have some stereo faves, but do you have any more monos? Uh, no, those are kind of the, the 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 ones I gave you. I mean, 
some of the ones that weren't mixed for mono, like I love mono get back. I love mono. Don't let me down. I love mono lady Madonna, that kind of later, later period stuff. I feel like just rocks harder in mono and they're not, they're not weak in stereo. I'm not trying to imply that stereo makes them sound poppier, but it's just a more aggressive tight rock and roll sound in mono where more often than not, I will listen to the mono versions of those songs. I get that. And the only thing about Mono Get Back is that the fade out is cut off. It is. It is. Rude. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, because it's a single version. <laughs> yeah. Right. The DJs, they're going to play something else before right. they even get there. So. All right. That was Get Back on Classic Rock Weekend. Now here's free <laughs> all right now. Why? I want to hear that. Uh, well, a couple of my stereo favorites uh, versus Mono. I am the walrus. I prefer stereo. Um, only because of the strange things that happen in mono, like mono, they get rid of Ringo's first drum fill. Weird. He cuts out during the I'm crying part. The drum fading back is just clumsy. I don't know. And there's no bass drum on the snare on the one coming back into it. Uh, it's a, it's a messy note, but I'm just saying like, it, it sounds like it was their practice mix. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, I prefer the, German six bar intro that repeats the <laughs> intro six times. <laughs> right. Which I think was on rarities, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is why we know about that. Yeah. Why we know about it. <laughs> oh, I gotta have the butcher cover. I'm gonna buy rarities so I can also get C Leap Ditch on <laughs> or come give me dine. I forget which one was on there. And then I, my favorite stereo mix, if I had to pick it, would be Tomorrow Never Knows. Believe it or not. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm a mono guy for tomorrow never knows. Really? Yeah. See, that's the one where I thought like it's not so much the sound, it's the sound effects. So I bet I probably prefer the band sound on the mono. Mm-hmm. But for me, those effects play such a they just play better in the stereo. Um I think they're tamed on the mono, believe it or not. Uh, they're and they're faded out more abruptly. That's what it is on the mono. They're just like it sounds like. Uh, bring it up. Oh, put it down. And then, I don't know. To me, I just love the way the stereo acts as kind of a a lattice on the pie. <laughs> if you're into that, <laughs> I think we have a uh, uh, headline for this episode. <laughs> yeah, if you made it to if you made it this far, congratulations. You made it to the right. lattice on the pie. <laughs> You've made it this far. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Do something. Uh, yeah, I, I love that the mono sounds more chaotic. I like that mono tomorrow never knows almost makes me nervous. It's unsettling. And I, and I like that. But the, you don't get the feedback uh, during Lennon's uh, Leslie vocal. When it comes back there and the stereo, there's this like bit of feedback that just I love it. It's like That's, it's like a tone, right? And the it's yeah. Yeah, it's this high pitched thing that lasts a right. quarter of a second. And uh I I miss that on the mono. So there's it's things like that. Like I live for the that feedback, you know. I live for those little weirdo things. Um I know what you mean about the unsettling mono mix though. Again with the bird sound effects, but when those sound effects come in, they just slice right through. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, this is cool, man. This is cool. I, I would say, like, if you can find the mono stuff, seek it out. I think it's worth it, especially if you're a Beatle jerk like we are and you haven't heard that stuff yet. Yeah, it it really is. It'll change you. Songs you think you know 
backwards and forwards will absolutely change it. And I want to make very clear, I take nothing away from the songs I prefer in mono. I'm okay hearing in stereo. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'll listen to them how I listen to them. But yeah, yeah. you have choices. That's what's another wild and wacky thing about this band. (laughs) There's choices. I look forward to next week's show, Tony. Thanks to everyone for listening and and uh, and enjoying this. We get nonstop emails from you, so stop it. And all those emails are in mono, and we appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in mono for a limited time. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. 